Hey, you. Yes, I mean you, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Warui Desho podcast. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us and like and share our content on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitter. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at waterwaydeshow at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please, enjoy the show. Gentlemen and Envies, welcome to Watery Desho's Stream of Thought for the Promise Neverland, episode two, not episodes two and three, because <laughs> we're often wrong about anime release dates. I am the Subtle Doctor, aka uh, MK Mythologies Subtle Zero, Ooh. and. Get out. With me, <laughs> with me, are two ever-present co-hosts, my friends. Uh, got the first. We got two friends. We got two. That did happen. Sorry, I, I sent you. I sent you an email. <laughs> okay, sorry, I missed the memo. Re friends, it should be looking up. Uh, we got the first lady, Varudesho. The dark web herself, Vorgoro Elia. <laughs> Vorgelia is here. In, are we in an MK11 mood today? Is this what we're going to talk about? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Why would you I say that? I don't know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, and over on the left side of the screen... Wait a minute. Is it the left? It is my left. My yes. Uh it is, is my left too. The the on putting, the side with the ironing board. The the <laughs> That's right. With the fourth coast the ironing board. Uh the the fellow who puts the the chest in Manchester. <laughs> 
It's... <laughs> Feels like you've said this one before, but I I've done the I've done the man. I mean, it's as painful <laughs> as the first time. <laughs> Noob Shadan bot. How do I follow that? How do I follow that? How do I follow that? You try it. How can I? Shadan O'Con. Okay, one more. One more. Um, <laughs> you can do it. You're inflicting a fatality on me right here. Shadpian. I don't get that. What is that? It's just sc Scorpion. Oh my god. <laughs> I, like Shad Peon, right. the, 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 the okay, okay, farm okay. worker. Yeah. <laughs> Shaddy Cage is not afraid okay. to die. Okay, I get it. I get yeah, mm-hmm. All right, recover. That's a recovery. Um, K.O. <laughs> how's it going uh, out there in chat? Um, if you want to keep up with us and watch our Twitch streams or follow our ramblings, find out when the show's going to be. Follow us at Waterloo Desho on Twitter. Uh, please subscribe on the YouTube and the SoundCloud to get all of our stuffs. Mm -hmm. All of our stuffs doesn't necessarily go up on the YouTube. Some of it goes to SoundCloud first and iTunes. So if you follow us everywhere, you can get everything. Easy enough. Um... Are you guys ready to talk about Neverland? Or... Oh, oh, of course, yes. Yes. <laughs> so All my such yeses. a good episode. Oh, man. As, as Spoilers someone for who, the ranking. As someone who last time said uh, I, would I would read the manga, mm -hmm. and as someone who has not yet read the manga, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was very impressed by this episode. It was exactly like the manga. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say is that it's so refreshing to finally watch, well, not finally, but like to watch another show where like the creators know their shit, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing, and they're taking you know risks, whatever risks they're taking chances on, you know, doing things with animation, framing, direction, sound. Much as I oh said in God. episode one, like it, it's a treat to watch this show, even if I just don't even process what's actually happening plot wise, because they're doing that. It doesn't. It's like. The exact opposite of some of his shows, where they just feel lazy by comparison. They feel tired, lethargic yes. even. Like, again, it, it's so easy just to imagine, like, this anime being handed off to, like, George Lucas or something. And he has, <laughs> no, like, fuck. one camera that is the most boring way to just frame every shot. And But, like, there's so much artistry that goes into... But, but, but Vargelia, Vargelia, mom wouldn't kill any young lynx. That's impossible. Dude, look. They're trying. These aren't the orphans you're looking for. <laughs> Move along. I don't like... When does Norman get the lightsaber? <laughs> look. I don't like tablecloth rope. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> Spoilers? Uh, sorry. Oh my god, I got so far ahead of myself. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh god. 
I got nothing. I have, I have this effect on people. Please yeah. get used to it. I know I haven't been around, but, you know, just complete silence and despair from my co-hosts co here. No, you'll get over the dark side eventually. It is too late for me, Norman. That's all I got. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> that's that's incredible. That is incredible. Um, while we're here, though, Doc, should we tell everyone before we get started about, you know, what day it is? Um, that's up to you. It, it is, it's uh, the day after, the day after a bank holiday, everybody. Uh, Happy uh, night, Wednesday. Night. Happy uh, Monday. Hand. That's Yesterday was hand. a bank holiday? Damn, I went to work. Monday was. Or was it in the UK? No, oh, okay. uh, it was not. It wasn't in, in mm. Europe, unfortunately. I'm talking about your specific day. Your um, waifu Wednesday. Check out my YouTube <laughs> channel where I show clip shows of <laughs> ladies I love and play techno music. It's really cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to turn the this video into an unboxing of that Cheryl Nome video I picked. <laughs> sorry, yes. figure I picked for Frosty yes. Housings. Yes, maybe later. It looks maybe so later. cool. <laughs> so jealous. Like, of I that. saw. I, I saw it. I was like, right, I'm having that. There's no debate. There's no argument. There's nothing up for discussion here. I'm Wait, you it. found you found another figure in Frost, Frosty Faust things and you bought it. Yes, or something. Oh my god, dude! What you, the hell? You could uh, see all these exploits That's and so images if you followed Shadon at Shadon Ten Ten, as you can I see on the Shadon screen. I followed and I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have like, to. The stealth unboxing. Oh my god! You also have to check Twitter. That's part of it too. That's not insensitive. The tiny print on this contract, I swear. Doctors, man. No, yeah, no. I know. If you're following now, it's not the case with me. If you follow me, all my tweets are beamed directly into your psyche. You don't even have to check Twitter. You just were thinking them together simultaneously. If that you scares know, you, a, feel free to block the injection of <laughs> Doc's tweets. Exactly. Uh, and that's why I have so few followers. Um, so, speaking of followers, let's check Twitter here, the Watery Desho Twitter, and see. Oh my the god, he changed the subject. Oh my god, that was so good. The result. <laughs> Sag away! Oh man, the, I've retweeted a picture of, uh, of the, the awesome figure, and I'm going to paste it into chat here. Because it looks so good. Um, scrolling. Scrolling. Looking for the polls. From, okay, here we go. Oh my god, nice. It's a cool... Is every anime ever made made by the same nine people? <laughs> the bus effect poll. 61% say yes. I have a feeling that those that said no, like... They probably said no because they think of less people, not because of more. Yes, exactly. We didn't. We didn't rule that part out. We. Uh, everyone believes the industry is tiny. Is the sound design incredible in Neverland? Eighty-two percent say yes. Those are and the polls. And the other and the rest just had, didn't have their headphones on. They had it muted. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, we we can all be fans of Silent Face around here. I get that it was a thing, sure, you know. 
It was a thing back in the 1920s, you know. It's not quite old fashioned just yet. <laughs> I mean, like then movies were designed to be silent. Now watching anime the, uh, silently, it's, it's like playing a modern Fallout game without the quest marker. Hey, I made the followed reference. That, that we did. But that being said, I can actually imagine a different version of this anime where if you would go back to episode one where you had the truck and they found Connie in there, like it would just cut to like one of those like framed <laughs> titles. And oh it no, start... it's Connie. <laughs> Emma goes, Oh golly gosh. <laughs> I can I can imagine that happening with no actual like voice dialogue whatsoever and like little piano music playing in the background. <laughs> Dom. Which I think was generally played live, so hmm. a, a small Japanese human will have to go to your house every yeah. time you want to stream this and play it, it on his keyboard. If Uber can deliver food to me, they can deliver a you know piano player to me. I'd take that I'll deal. I'll see one. I would definitely take that deal. I specifically said piano player there for a very good reason. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. Are we ready to get into episode two? My notes say episode two and three because I'm a dumb person. Episode no, I two. The subject. You didn't talk about it. That's right. Um, I so don't. Good. I don't like the subjects that you bring up. Only my subjects are the good ones. Okay, Ooh. that's fair. Okay, we can. We can fair enough. Do your thing. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Does anyone remember the title for this episode? <laughs> because I don't... I think it's another number. Isn't it the code number? Yeah, it's it's the next part of the bank account number. Yep, yeah, it's the... Right. The, Sequence knows in. It's my routing number. Uh, I, so. Finally, I got to know it's Hammer's <laughs> PayPal account. All right, so... Synth Sax is the first thing I have in my notes because the episode begins and they're just laying that on thick and... I just love the music. There's a couple of other times in this episode where the music really shines through, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so and feel free to interrupt me, by the way, as you often do, and and go just just yes, do your thing. Um, so after the oh, I think this happens after the op. So the first big thing that happens in the episode is Norman and Emma, like. We have a flashback of them talking. Uh, I think this is happens pretty recently after they found out the truth, TM. And it's triggered because Emma comes downstairs and kind of can't hold it together. She sees mom and, like, all the knowledge she has, like, is kind of overwhelming. And she can't yeah. put on a poker face. So it cuts... Worth mm-hmm. noting here very quickly is that yeah. while this is happening, while Emma's losing her shit, is that it's still business as usual for everyone else in that house. All the other kids, apart from Emma and Norm, they're going around their happy little lives, you know, enjoying the presence of, you know, mom and all that. Even Norm and that's seems to be doing a lot better, at least. Yeah. He's, I think that's part of his character, so I think that he's... Yeah. I wouldn't call him so much well, detached, I'd call him clinical. I will talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> Because this this episode first is generally like about them trying to figure out how to escape, like the logistics, kind of figuring out what mom knows, figuring out all of that stuff, kind mm-hmm. of coming up with mm-hmm. plans. And that's amazing. That's all I wanted. Oh, and at the same is, time, this... it also introduces like some <clears throat> sort of more minor characteristics from these from these characters. 
So like, you know, the kind of their primary characteristics have been kind of introduced already. You know, Emma is like uh, cheerful and athletic and whatever, but like we kind of get introduced to these characters' tendencies, let's say under pressure, and we get introduced to how they think a bit more. So I think it, 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 it's super interesting in like how it develops these characters in just with very like subtle things in just the mm. second episode. Mm. Setting the stage as well for later conflicts down the yes. line, I would imagine. Because we get oh, yeah. quite clear standpoint here of where each character comes from. Uh, getting ahead of myself here, but it just, as you say, builds on the previous episode. Emma is the heart. Uh, we have Norman, who is the thinker, but he is the purely the academic kind of thing. He's not so much about the, you know, pragmatic element. That is Ray to a T. Ray is pure pragmatism here. Not, you know, cold or unfeeling, but he just speaks the harsh truth, the harsh reality that they're in. It's, yeah, I mean, this is a good sketch of the way the characters are so far, the way they're presented. Borgelia, you, you, I think, man, as we continue, you're going to like it more and more and more. Like, because they're... If if you like logistics, right? If you like, um, you know the sort of structure of problem presented in previous episode, big chunk of episode, big chunk of episode devoted to scheming around the problem, kind of logistically figuring out how they're going to overcome it. Mm-hmm. New variables introduced at end of episode <laughs> that that nice. make the plan invalid. Nice. Then repeat, right? Do they go back and yeah, plan some a, more? That's a, good, that's a good like loop, I mm-hmm. guess. I think kind of reminds me of like the first season of Prison Break or something like that, which I enjoyed mm. for roughly the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Although it's like one of those things where I enjoyed it, but like I will, I'm a bit apprehensive about openly admitting I enjoyed it. And also, I would not recommend <laughs> it. No, anyone. never. Never. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. That's I watch. But like, uh, I I watch a lot of shit, and it has uh, some elements yeah. that I like, and I mm-hmm. end up kind of being interested in that stuff, even though the rest of it's not great. But a lot of the elements I think are executed well. I needed something to keep me awake. Oh my god, because... dude! This episode was so interesting. Well, I mean, no, I'm talking about Prison Break. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> like. So I watched that. I, I binged it on Netflix when my first daughter was born. And like, right. I'm just entirely talking about the first season. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all I'm talking about as well. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I could, I had no desire to continue it later in a more <laughs> rational sort of state of mind. But like at the time, you know, she's a brand new infant. I'm having to like stay up with her and hold her to make sure she sleeps. And like, I'm just like, give me something to like keep my eyeballs open. And I watched the entire first season of Prison Break. I watched Gurren Lagan. I watched a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, but, but some of it was good, like Gurren Lagan, and some of it not great, like like Prison Break. But it was entertaining. Mm. Um, but um, but okay. So during this discussion, we're talking about this flashback. Like, uh, we got Norman. Telling Emma, look, you got to put on the facade. Mom is doing that. She knows what she's about. But look, we've never been able to, like, kind of discover her intentions through her body language, through her expression. We never know anything was off until now. You have to do the same. Smile. Um, And then they kind of speculate on 
how the shipping out works, right? They deduce what they think is the case from what they know. Like, you got, uh, they, they figure out, like, you know, six-year-olds get, get shipped out uh, if they don't do well on, on the scores. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can they can only stay until they're 12. They figure out the shipping schedule, that it only happens, like, what do they say, once every two months or something like that. Um, now, they don't know... You know they could they could be wrong here, but again, this is what they're 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 setting up their puzzle box mm-hmm. here, giving themselves these these conditions, and they they kind of ponder like what do the scores have to do with anything, right? Like um, they can see the fact that they're treated well, the fact that they're cleaned, the fact that they're fed such really good food. Like okay, that makes sense. That's going to make the the meat the 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 cattle. Uh, better it's going to make it higher quality but like why the test scores and they conclude it's to help the brain because the brain's the juiciest part to Hmm. the demons hmm i am actually like here's the thing i totally get their conclusion here but i am actually skeptical that that's the truth i don't think it's a case of brain size i think there's something else going on here yeah there's one, there's one key element that they missed out here, which is that they say between 6 and 12. Mm-hmm. What happens around the time that you turn 12 years old, you go through puberty? Is that a factor in it, possibly? Because you still keep growing. Like If you want meat, like your brain will still be growing and developing even after that point. It's hell. And, hell happens inside your body. <laughs> for, yeah. For like 10 years. <laughs> so... so probably not taste good at, on my during my first <laughs> puberty, so... <laughs> yeah. It's funny that they conclude like that the test scores make your brain bigger. Um, no, they conclude that the test scores are to determine like which students have the bestest brains, so which students would be better to kind of let grow I see. into okay. finer right. products. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, okay. It's not that they're making the brain bigger; they're yeah. ev- they're evidencing the brain size. I see. Yeah, so they're like, okay, these. <laughs> They're really smart, so when they're 12, they're going to be super tasty. Yum, yum. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And and that's, you know, I don't think this is, like, a spoiler, even though it wasn't spelled out. I would probably, I think I would conclude this had I not read the manga, but um, another thing important to brain development that actually does, I think, like, have an effect on and enhance the brain is, like, you know, if you grow up in a loving, affirming, caring home, mm. like that's going to affect Absolutely. that sort of stuff too. And so that is why they're in the environment that they're in. Yeah, I, I felt for. like that was more or less implied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, but, but to bear in mind, though, something that just needs to be stated here is that they are also working only within their own lim- limited education. Like, what has been taught to them deliberately, what has been deliberately omitted from them. They have yeah. the concepts of how farms work, for example. So, suspicion everywhere, suspicion everywhere, tinfoil hat conspiracy! Ah! <laughs> don't buy anything! Also, they, they they probably don't want the kids to be physically stronger than mom. You know, the one caretaker. Right, um, right. I mean, they bring a different t- caretaker, so I don't think they're, they have trouble with kind of, like children's strength if they find out there's probably going to be bad stuff anyway like if they found out they were going to get eaten by monsters that would probably 
like affect the quality since it would affect kind of their uh the rest of their upbringing i yeah. guess since they mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the illusion of being in a, like a loving household or mm-hmm. whatever but like sold or not sold on the brain thing like it's it's really interesting that these characters are kind of thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. we end up getting a kind of view into their thought process and it kind of and starts kind of establishing i guess the problem solving that they as you said are going to be going through and how they deal with problems and stuff so mm-hmm. I, absolutely I, until they show felix the full battle angel alita he will not believe it <laughs> if anyone is not familiar so in that in that uh manga uh the brain is also uh a delicacy to some cyborgs or or you know sort of modified humans you got people that steal brains and people that eat brain so and there's a i remember i believe that they're pretty early on they show like there's a serial killer that just kills people and they show them eating the brain just so until we see it for sure we'll never know um oh another I'm thing so- is i think like when you probably like uh lose a lot of the ability to kind of mentally and emotionally control these kids when they're in puberty i mean they can't risk having like rebellious people on the farm that probably has to do with it too um mm-hmm. they, they'll the even, dis- even the docile dis- uh the deception like they might start to question more and just yeah. be, be anti-authority more that sort of stuff why have guards and security systems you know in great detail there well you can just keep them happy with like bare minimum you know fake mother figure here you know mm-hmm. fine so I'm, I'm wondering like since it's you know it's monsters maybe they didn't originally have such a kind of good knowledge of uh, like how human brains develop and work i wonder if and that's something basically as the show kind of discusses what the outer world would be like I'm very much wondering, like, how many other farms like this there are, mm-hmm. and like, to what extent are they like this? Because I, I fully expect them to come across some other farm, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. it's like worse. Maybe it's like a factory or something, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. tons of children and whatever. I'm not taking off the table that the escape of a child or children is what they were actually running this farm to have happen in the first place. For what reason, ultimately, we will, if that comes true or not, we'll find out. Wow, I'm... Doc, you have a very bad poker face. You're spoiling the entire thing. <laughs> no, no, I, that's I, I'm really not like because th- that would yeah, be the, a, yeah. that'd be the that's ultimate good... chess move. <laughs> like, we want you to run it so that if if you run, it appears you normal, but if you're just so puberty. yeah, like, let them escape. And you taste better if you run. Okay, it, it, who knows? But. There's, let's put it this way, like, there's a lot of incomplete knowledge by design mm-hmm. in this show. Yep. And also by design diegetically for the characters as well. What do they know? What do they not know? And it really is going to be a test of their wits going forward. So when they talk about, like, I think the first time Norman says, like, the word brain, like, the music just drops out of the scene. It's so good. It's can so I t- good. Man, like, yeah. Yeah, like it's so it's so easy to kind of imagine it. Like they're gonna eat my brain, and it's like so cheesy and music. They somehow kind of end up making the word brain 
and like that kind of weird feeling that you like the the kind of weird phrase that you usually associate <laughs> with like garbage are not the zombies are gonna eat my brain <laughs> no but through directing and... and stuff they end up making that terror that they feel that kind of like the realization about their bodies and what they're used for it it really drives it home even though it's using like some some kind of oh my god they're going my brain can i also just add as well with this scene i just want to add as well the color gradient in that room lit only by coal almost blue light it's like it's a chilling conversation so it's appropriate that the color gradient here is in turn cold in its you know in its own way they're having a discussion which dots you know again it's easy for us like as audience members like you know, talk about this outside the box, but think of it from their perspective. They're only like 11, 12 years old and they're realizing, oh yeah, it turns out the woman who's looked after us all our lives this orphanage is raising us for the fucking plate. Jesus Christ. Like, th that's what I love about the show so far. The directing is accentuating the plot points masterfully mm -hmm. in all areas, audio and visual. So they also determine uh, that they are going to escape during the daytime. I can't remember exactly why they made that conclusion. Maybe they're worried about the the kids being able to make their way through the woods, and so they think, well, daytime is fine; it works. So, and then they're wondering about the wall. You know, how thick is the wall? How big? So they're going to climb a tree. Norman tries to climb and immediately falls out. Says he's tired from thinking so much. And Emma mm -hmm. laughs it off, but like put a put a pin in that uh, for later. I'll say, um, oh boy, because there's just a really interesting like oh shit like uh, thing that you could you could connect to that uh, later on. It's not like a huge spoiler. It's just like something that underscores like what this is. This is not just an incidental thing. Um, not that this show is full of like, oh, whatever, this just happened. But like, but yes, just remember that. Uh, so Emma climbs to the top and sees the thickness of the wall, you know, and says like, oh boy, like it's really thick. You know, we're not going to be able to climb it, but we could use a rope um, that's soft and smooth, not coarse and rough like you. Uh, and then when they come back, right, like, or they hear the, the bell ring, right? And they're like, oh, what's... What's the deal? Like, we still have free time. Like, so they, they go back. And one of the kids, one of the younger kids, runs up crying. There's apparently uh, a kid that's missing mm -hmm. in the woods. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, my friend, like, I lost track of her. What are we going to do? Mom says, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Comfort, comfort. We'll find her. Pulls out uh, a watch-esque object spherical mm -hmm. um sorry the stream is looking uh weird because uh borg dropped out let me adjust this here uh just having inset problems she'll be back with us shortly okay okay um hmm the only thing is now <laughs> all right uh let's take five uh really quickly here just because the stream, uh, without Vorg's third window, the way I have it set it up, it looks a bit messed up. <laughs> so we're going to take five. Uh, we will BRB. Be right back, folks.
Okay, or what did I miss? Uh, I was just shooting the nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all. We were just yeah, I, I, yeah, I went, I went out like in the middle of the conversation. I think when we're talking about the wall or something. Right, right. So that's where we off. That's where we left us. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So the only things that I said about the wall were right that she, she, that that Norman couldn't climb the tree. Put a pin in that. Uh, Emma does find out finds out it's about three meters thick or so. Uh, says we can't climb up, but we're going to use a rope. Then I made uh, I alluded again to your Star Wars joke you made. Uh, <laughs> and then the Star Wars joke was the trunk of all Gilly's internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, IG88 came through the computer, and he didn't like the joke. Why aren't you joking about me? Boop boop boop. Um, so is that your George Lucas impression? That was IG88. IG88. Joking about me? Oh, I didn't. Um. So like, uh, oh yeah. So we were talking about the 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 child that got uh that was left behind in the woods, and mom comforts wow. the crying child uh that reported it and says it's okay. It's all right. We're gonna we're gonna fix this. Pulls out and she's never done this before. It would seem uh, a large watch looking item uh, or, or, or a makeup mirror kind of thing. Opens it mm-hmm. up, sees, uh, looks down into it, closes it, and says, "It's cool. I know where she is. I'll be right back." We didn't hear what she actually said, though, which was, mirror, mirror in my hand, where's the missing child in the promised Neverland? <laughs> and the mirror is oh. voiced by, like, a, a sassy celebrity. No, it probably sounds like Satan. Like, I'm of the opinion that anything, it, and we'll get to it when we get to the next, like, nanny character, you know, the sister character that comes in. I have the opinion that anything innocuous that is used by the adults in this, like, if it had, like, an Alexa-style, like, you know, AI behind it, it would probably sound like, probably sound like it was voiced by Christopher Lee. That'd be my that'd be my guess. She opens it up and it's like, in five hundred feet, make a U turn. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I had the wrong your... app open. God damn it! You um, have reached your lunchtime destination. <laughs> yes. So it's funny. Like this scene, the kids catch on pretty quickly that like, oh, mom has never shown us this before. Uh the reason she's doing this is because she. Uh oh, looks like Borgelia might be having internet problems again. She needs to find a broken internet through the use of a compact. And then, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look in the mirror and find IG88's location and crush him mm-hmm. uh, before he can take over the Death Star. Did you ever read Tales of the Bounty Hunters? Did you ever read the dumb Star Wars? <laughs> I can't say I did. Okay. Uh, the only the only Star Wars books I read were the last, like as a kid, because I didn't have access to any others. It was like one I got hold of, which was like the end of a trilogy that happened like fifteen years after the end of Return of the Jedi, when like Luke and uh, sorry Leia and Han had kids and some. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. Well, uh... nice the old Republic. Nice the old Republic called bust. There we go. That's, there there you go. There you go. Um. Shoot. Well, our stream is looking bad again because Vorgelia had to leave the call. <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're, we're going to have to, uh, I guess, take another break. Uh, 
here and, and I can I can talk about Chicago for a bit. If figure you want. this out. Well, the only problem is it looks people can't see your face, and I they see me. That's in for your the best. Window. That's that's for the best. <laughs> this is this, I mean, there's a reason I do commentary because it really is a face for radio. Uh, well, okay. Look, why don't we? So I'll I'll swap over to the album art, and then you uh, can talk about frosty faustings. Mm-hmm. If you would, if you would, uh, if you would like, I can certainly do that. So, Frosties, where to begin? Uh, first off, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I it was very cold. It was like I don't know what like filthy like you know imperial measurement you Americans use over there, uh, but in you know the true, genuine, proper system of measurement. And fuck you, Kelvin, while we're at it. Uh, in Celsius, it was minus nine one day. It was pretty cold. Pretty fucking cold. Uh, but I got there. I got to play a shit ton of games with tons of cool people. I got to meet... Uh, I bumped into Jibaley again. Shouts to Jibaley. He's always awesome. Uh, I got to uh, meet Lost Soul uh, and played a couple of games with him. He's super chill. Swell guy. Uh, Deb, top Canadian uh, soul player. Uh, I got to meet my main man, Ryudo, again. Shouts to Ryudo. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, pe- people buy me like free beers. Like I'm always struck by the hospitality of the American people. Like whenever I meet in those environments, it was super swell. Um, in my tournament, I uh, went two two. I got buying because the person was meant to fight first. Uh, DQ himself can play the game while just it's fair enough. You know, you know, if you didn't feel up to it on that day, that's understandable. Uh, but then I got drew the album art. By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, Yukinon's asking, and I cannot remember. The, is it Triple B? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go, if please you wanna, go ahead. If you, yeah. Um, well, I, was, uh, I got on stream for the losers hello? match, and I died. Oh, hello. hello. Oh, my God. Okay, you can hear me. <laughs> are, you, are you leaning out your window holding up an antenna? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, you, right. people, you people are like chop, very choppy for me. I think I don't know, heavy snowfall or something destroyed oh, no. the internet. No, <laughs> as is wants to do. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm making this take so much longer than it, it would have. It's okay. This is it's the cool. the magic of live streaming. Oh Anything can god. happen. <laughs> why, why I I'm gonna do would ruin this show. You know what I'm going to do at some point? I'm going to take a photograph of myself doing that pose from The Simpsons where you have that guy on technical difficulties where he's drinking a bottle of moonshine while holding the camera. Oh my god. I'm going to do that. Like, so be drinking a beer and then, like, you know, having the like, no, no, I'll have, like, the mic in my hand and I'll be trying to drink the mic while I've got beer in my other hand or something oh, like that. Oh no. So do I do I come across okay? Do I sound? Okay? Yeah, you're, you're clear. Yep, I can clear hear you. I can hear you just okay, fine. Clear as crystal. I can't hear any of you very well, but that's <laughs> fine. We're live, live on the scene uh, in this natural disaster. <laughs> correspondent. Give, okay. Anyway. Yes. Give us the crash report, correspondent Vergalia. What are we talking about again? What's happening in Finland right now? Is it okay? Um. It's night. Um, <laughs> there's snow outside my window. Um, there's some cars outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that pretty much describes what's happening in Finland. <laughs> Riveting. Back to you, Shadon. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So. Yes. So. So. Frosties. 
Do we want to talk more Frosties now? Later? Are, are we good to go? Uh, we're, we're an anime podcast, not a cornflakes podcast. Come on. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. We should become a cornflakes podcast, though. I think that would okay, be... Okay, make, make a two-hour video essay about how, how cornflakes are actually anime. We I promise never that. It's great! <laughs> Turning this off now. Turning this <laughs> off. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. All right. We'll get through this. So... Uh, it's mom is playing chess, right? She is, she doesn't know, though she may suspect, who brought, uh, Bunny-san to the drop. Mm-hmm. So, to sort of send a message to whoever it may be, she shows that she has a tracker, implying that all the children have tracking devices implanted within them Mm -hmm. and while this is all going on ray watches from inside um so like this scene and then there's another scene where like it's a little bit later uh i don't remember what's happening but like there's a time or two when I felt like that this adaptation was a bit more heavy-handed than the manga with the Ray kind of foreshadowing, right? That he would... I mean, you knew he was going to come into the team, but just that he kind of, like, knows more than they think that he knows. Um, mm. There's a scene... I think the way that they reveal it to him which we'll get, we'll get to in a minute, is a little... I'll talk about how my memory of that is different. And if anyone... I'm, I'm pretty sure that doctor in the comments, uh, SSA podcast, um, the Ass Backwards Anime podcast, SS, get it? SSA? Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was our skit. <laughs> right. Oh my god, dude. So, like... Yeah, so we'll get to that in a minute. I'm trying to... Where am I on the notes? Okay, so she reveals, like, yes, I, I got you. And Norman and Emma talking, they're like, it's cool, it's cool, don't worry about it, it's fine, we'll figure this shit out. Uh, Norman has to, to leave, um, he gets called away, uh, and Emma is just hanging out, and when Norman pops back, Mom. Oh, fuck me. Immediately. It's, it's like... <laughs> It's revealed like a jump scare, even, but not like. It's like Ain't no you cap. get to immediately see his like both of these people's panic mm-hmm. when you basically like turn around and base who's what's basically your best friend has mom just like right above her. It's like oh mm-hmm. you're not happy today. It's like oh fuck. Hmm. Can I point out yeah. one visual detail that I really like? I also didn't catch until I rewatched this the second time, which I could partly blame on the fact that I watched it on a smartphone first time around, or I could probably blame it on my own laziness. But anyway, when Mom is talking, Emma at this point, her eyes are Woo! tiny. 
Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. grow Bellagio again when she goes back to her regular monthly persona. Mm-hmm. Yes. I and mean, I, I mean, honestly... Tiny Eyes in general show, like, obsession, show kind of uh, murderous intent and stuff in yeah. anime in I, I, I really thought she was X-raying her soul or something. <laughs> it felt like... <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Can you imagine Mom at TSA or something? I'm going to get shit you there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Oh, yeah, what that, do you that mean? Scene. What is this prehepic science? Are you, you carrying that? liquid today? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you reached your hand into the bag. Marrow, what you feeling? So, and then 168. No, it was just, it was just, it was just Diet Coke. Like, oh, that's okay. Have a pleasant. <laughs> then cl- close his eyes, a big smile. Um, so, so we know, we know nothing. Thing about mom's tracking device that's that's why it's like i guess the next big thing that they're going to try to tackle mm-hmm. yeah yeah all we know but is yeah. like oh, i'm debating whether or not i should like dangle it no i won't do it I no won't, i won't no, dangle no, a, no, i won't no, dangle no. a hint or anything no. so yeah well of course the poll the poll is biased <laughs> Of course it is. It's not biased. It's based, oh. which means it's good. Oh my god! I'm getting so old. I can't read. Uh, the poll it, is based. Internet lingo, yes. I'm very... <laughs> I know about the internet lingo. Yeah, it, it's it's pH you young... below seven. I, don't make and don't make base. me pwn you. Ha ha ha! See. I'm not so unhip that I don't know your your leet woot language. Yeah. That shit is crunk. <laughs> oh my god. It's off the hook. Dudes. Um if I was transcripts in this I'd write most sign numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah. But mom's eyes are are that's a recreation of a manga panel. That one yeah. was burned into my brain. That's like a whole oh, man. And like she is uh she's probing them. You know, I noticed that you were down. You weren't your usual self. And like she doesn't really, you know, she's pretty like, I think at this point, um uh, still trusting in the process. Um you I know, she's yeah. she's been a mom for a while. And so she feels like, I just need to ask them point blank. They're not going to lie to me, right? At, um, at the same time, she's kind of dropping the pretense a bit. That mm-hmm. she's like this kindly. She's not like, well, you know, are, where are you? Keep behind like, the code. She's yeah. still like, she's still like her facial expression changes. If you see her body language in general, like she's a lot more, I'm, I'm not sure if oppressive is the right word, but a lot more kind of, um, I don't know, less friendly, I guess. Uh, and also the way she speaks and everything. So it's probably like half, okay, I'll ask them half. She kind of already knows it's them and is trying to like intimidatingly find out. Because I'm pretty sure she's like already very suspicious of these two, even, even if she doesn't know for sure who did it. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe she's kind of trying to get a reaction but like this was the pretty much the most powerful scene for me in this and like one of the scenes that makes me super excited about how they'll handle everything because it really shows how these characters 
act under pressure. Speaking of that, oh my god, Emma's line's back. Emma's line's back to mama. Fucking incendiary. Holy shit. She, like, she fucking, like, she turned on, like, she was able to push down all that anxiety and, like, you know, be like, you know, I got got ice water in my veins. I'm going to act like nothing is, I'm going to, like, go back and, God. Emma hug. is like the the one person that you would expect to kind of like crack under mm-hmm. extreme pressure because she generally like under not extreme pressure under not a direct threat she was just more stressed out of the two. Yeah, but like but those lines like thought like oh Connie wanted to be a mom just like you someday you woo. bitch. Uh, that wasn't actually there, but it might as well have been. Yeah, but like the fact that she was able to compose herself yeah. and actually like go through with that stuff while the white hair dude is cowering in a corner, paralyzed by fear. The like calm and collected dude yep. that we've kind of known and seen as a very dependable and like calm person is now mm-hmm. cowering in a co- in a corner in fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. that's right. Uh, we get our first say by the bell reference here. Wait, quite no, literally. They get saved the bell. by a bell. Oh. There you go. Fucking A. <laughs> um Yeah. Like Nor- Norman's panic I thought was equally well sort of acted and yes. vi- visually communicated. Um, and it's such a deep thing to show how these characters act under pressure to show that these are not just simple like archetypes. Mm-hmm. He's not just a simple like smarty dude. She's not the emotional like girl yep. person. Yeah. And I think part of the reason if not the entire reason he was so panicked. Like I feel like he probably could have handled things well himself if it was just if him. it was some if it was him or if it was maybe some other kid mm-hmm. maybe a bit better but because it was but emma like he really yeah mm-hmm. because it was emma and like i guess we'll see how he acts under direct pressure a bit later mm-hmm. but he really seems to either care about emma or like not really be able to deal with that kind of pressure well in the in it the directed yeah. to emma being more of a source of pressure i guess mm-hmm. in the very next like moment when he you know Ray comes out, rings the bell. Norman jumps up the uh, j- jumps out into the hall. It's like, "Ah, oh, Emma, come on, let's go!" And they go down the stairs. And then Mom asks them the question. He he's able to turn around and lie to her face without a problem. Um, yeah, I guess so. You know, it's like, "Did you two go to the gate yesterday?" Nope. Nah. We know it's against yeah. the rules. We'd never do I mean, anything against that's the rules. Point, like even if Emma is gone, like even if there was some other child, the kind of tension is gone because they're not necessarily like confronted and there's other stuff happening. So the tension is kind of relieved anyway. So I'm I'm willing to take it still as like he is now like the pressure is kind of low enough that he's able to kind of act. He yeah. like just fear is not But no, the Emma in turn does not turn around to say what she says directly to mom's yeah. face. She can't do that. Not now. Mm-hmm. That's her moment where she just like says, "Nope, I've already gone above and beyond." Like body language in this show is so amazing. So well it, it's embarrassing to me how many shows don't pay that kind of attention to it, or even just anywhere near that kind of attention. I mean, that's like such a key part of how we communicate. Yep. I mean, that's why even I, like you know, I'm doing this gesticulating right here, despite the fact that we're not physically in the same room, because it is he. So Ow, like, my eye! Ow! I don't know. 
So I, I think for me, actually, I mean, as great as this scene was, um, I might have liked even more the very next scene when the scene immediately after when Emma like collapses. Yes, <laughs> oh, because it, like, it really shows like she just handled herself in a super extreme situation and she's not used to it. And Norman's kind of acting normal. Norman going on Norman there, yeah. But even he's shaking, his hand is... Even if he's shaking, yes. They've both been through a very intense moment, but it's it's like, it gives her... Again, like, it gives her so much more personality, even beyond the point, oh, she's like, you know, the happy girl person, and when right. pressure is big, she can do stuff. But she's really, like, she can really feel it. She's not, a like, a, a wonder child. None of these characters are just, like, good at absolutely everything yet. Mm-hmm. And they ha- do pin- have their flaws. They do have the way they react to things. Put a pin in that for later. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, just seeing the emotional toll, like, again, these these kids may be, like, smart, but they're not, as you say, like, the Ubermensch children. Like, they are able to, for, like, a few seconds, put on this facade, the hug... The voice, like, oh, I'm yeah. so happy. But, like, as soon as they get to the bottom of the stairs, collapses. Like, yeah, breathing not, like, hard, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. That was so hard. <laughs> and they feel real. That's mm-hmm. what makes them feel like real characters. And that's why I love this episode so much. Because it, like, yeah. humanizes characters that in the previous episodes were kind of shown to be, like, kid geniuses. Like, they're so good at shit. Hmm. Absolutely. Really good point, SSA. Like, the way you see Emma's entire body trying to catch her breath, it's yes. really, really well done. It's almost as if the direction, the directing in this anime is fucking amazing. Who the fuck? Can't be. Can't be. No. You're talking crazy talk. Um, no, we just have A camera and B camera. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's like poetry. Come on. I was waiting for that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> So, <laughs> so they the the Emma, Emma and Norman are are go through the supply closet and decide that they're gonna use some old or spare tablecloths, spare tablecloths, to make their rope for climbing the wall. And then mm-hmm. we have the the Ray reveal, right? Um, so, Shadon, walk me through how that goes in in well, the anime. Well, Where, um, yeah. Ray actually followed them to the wall mm-hmm. and then they were at that point discussing about inviting him into their circle uh, so to speak but he well lets himself in pretty much um we then get you know a brief intermission where he's then ex- ex- explains him off camera because again nice touch not to go through everything step by step again what happened with connie and even ray who you know seems like an ice cold motherfucker at the best of times even he's like jesus fucking hell he believes them. Yeah. He absolutely believes them. And this is then where the characters start laying out their, you know, perspectives on what happens next. Ray in particular lays out immediately that they can't take everyone with them. They can't. It's impossible. He, that's his literal words that he describes. Right. Um, whereas Emma, she is more of the, you know, well, I 100%ed Oddworld AIDS Odyssey way back when. I will get everyone out. I will get everyone for <laughs> Okay, let me let me pause you here and say that 
Um, so in my memory of the manga has it a bit differently. Like, I, I don't remember him coming up to them, putting his arms around their heads and be like, so what happened at the gate? Like, fess up, you two. Like, I, my memory could be off. The way that I remember it going down is they go to the spot under the tree where he's always reading. Uh, and they're talking to him, and like they explain way more stuff off screen than even they did in this, so there won't be this chance for plot holes um, because so they they both did it. Um, yes. Okay, so I because think so. in this well, one, in this one, Norman's like, okay, I have to talk to him myself. Uh, he sa- yeah, he still says that in in the manga, but I believe they both do it. Please, someone correct okay. me if I'm if I'm misremembering. The main... I said the last time that I would read the manga, and <laughs> I have not read it, but I know you're correct, because I said last time I would read the manga. <laughs> that's right, there that's you go. In, that's, inter- that's interesting, though, because if that, that's changed from the manga, they use that then a little later with a very, very brief insert of Ray, of course, being absent from the tree, and Mom is looking in that direction. She knows he ain't there. Okay, well, never mind. Know. I'm wrong, because, yeah, no, you're right. That does happen. That does happen. I just remember, so... I... The, th- the really big difference that I am focusing on, you know, between the way I remember it and the way that I'm just seeing it here is, like, so I feel like there's, like, a potential for some weirdness because, like, they don't say anything to him about the tracking devices, but he mentions the tracking devices. Explained off screen, because um, we've already had it explained in the same episode, so it's just being efficient for time. Rather okay. than going through it, well, it did, again, okay. I would argue. Yeah, and I, that was communicated very well in the manga, but I, I thought that they only explained a certain part of it, but okay. So they would they explained everything. Yeah, okay. Well, then it's then my gripe is we put to bed because yeah, okay. So so doctor has looked at the looked at the chapter. So it's done the same way. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, oh, man, are they, like, botching this somehow by, like, trying to have more happen on screen and on and on. But, um, but yeah, it's the same. Like, he he believes them because, like, Norm, Norman, like, wouldn't tell an elaborate story like this. He trusts Norman. And I believe... Okay, yeah, that's that's later. Okay, my fucking dad brain remembering like a billion chapters of manga that I read in like a week. But like, you're partitioning off what you can and can't talk uh-huh. about yet. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're a 34 year old dad brain. I mean, man. So unless I'm missing something. Um, <laughs> go on. No, you're not missing anything. Um, it's a tw- 29, 29 year old dad brain. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, um. So like, right. yeah, I I I can't remember in the manga. Does he sort of, does he sort of say in that in that scene as well? Like, I kind of had a feeling something weird was going on. I I th- that may be coming later because he believed he hmm. believed Norman quite easily, and it's. I mean, he already part... didn't he in the previous episode kind of express uh, uh, like some doubts about hmm. what ki- children kind of do when they uh-huh. go outside yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think he, yeah. he already kind of basically figured it out that like Something's things might happening. not be as they seem, but he didn't really have enough information. Yeah. About it. yeah. Even when they were like discreetly as well. Even when they were tiny in the flashback, he was like yeah. more cynical. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So. Right. So. So, um, yeah. So we have. Oh, oh, sorry. Did you want to expound on something? Um, you want me, do you want me to continue explaining what happened? Oh, no, I can I can take the summary here. Yeah. I don't know if you have a point. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know you I know you actually have some stuff to elaborate on later, but I'll just quickly get through the rest of this. So like you pointed out, like Ray's very much like, OK, so when me and you and you escape. No, no, no. We're all going to escape. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Whatever. Uh, Norman, please talk some sense into her. Uh, like Ray's very much like the most efficient thing we can do is us get out of here. There are a bunch of kids. Most of them are under six. Like, Hey, that's a a nice idea and all that, but can't do it. Uh, and then he reveal like he, he sort of postulates. I don't even want to say reveals because I have no idea if he's right or wrong. He sort of postulates that like, Hey, on the outside, there's going to be a demon society. Um, and so it's going to be hard for humans to live. It's not going to be like once we get over the wall, we're home free and everything is good. Yeah. We all have to survive out there. We can't have a bunch of little kids. Emma, with a, just a totally blank expression, hears all this and says, nope, sorry, uh, still taking everybody. Um, I don't care what you say. Like, no one else is going to die. Uh, if the system is against us, let's change the system. Like, we don't have to operate in these rules. So I think this is some some good kind of insight into how the characters think differently. Because, you know, it's talked about, like, Norman and Ray being a strategist and tactician, respectively. But, like, to, to be that, you kind of have to, like, absorb and understand the rules. Like, whatever victory conditions are. Like, what your obstacles are. And, like, mm-hmm. they're really focused on that. And they've kind of accepted all that as a given. And you have Emma here saying, let's not take it as a given. Like, let's fucking change the world. We don't have to, like, operate by these constraints. And Mm -hmm. basically by doing that and making Norman laugh a lot uh, and winning over Norman's heart, like, Ray is kind of has to back down. Like, okay, like, fine, fine. I think it's it's presented, like, as if it's, like, a challenge to Norman, basically. Not, like, Norman kind of like, oh, whatever, you're right. But basically, uh, sorry, not to Norman, to Ray. Like, wait, Ray is the the black hair dude, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to oh. everybody loves him. Yeah, but to Ray, basically, it's presented as almost like a a challenge. Norman presents it as something that he could kind of tackle to me, or at least that's that's kind of how I yeah. ended up seeing mm. how he, he ends up getting like, uh, fuck, it's late. Uh, convinced. <laughs> Sorry. Can I oh, can I add one small detail? In? I want to add small small thing here. Like in a story like this, sometimes levity is welcome, just you know, to help dial down the tension a little bit. Because otherwise, it just becomes too maudlin, too melodrama, too grimdark. Oh my and, god! Yes. And I'm liking how the show is actually inserting moments of humor that aren't even the characters finding stuff funny, but something that we as the audience would. Uh, one yeah, thing that like- happened earlier. Like one thing Ray... that ha- yeah, go. You do it. You do it. Right. <laughs> one like one one thing that happened earlier is that when Norman actually fell off that uh, tree, uh, they have a brief chuckle about that, like you know about what's going. On. Like I'm tired. And like, ah, that's funny. Uh, but then what happens here is that Emma says to Ray, "Thank you, Ray, for you know for your perspective. You've convinced me that we should do it." And Ray has yeah. a look at his face like, "The fuck? I went to get the exact opposite out of you. I went yeah. to convince you to abandon this full notion." 
I love this. I, I, love love, yeah. I love that. It's funny, but it's perfectly natural. Even the scene, like, because Ray up until this point in the show has been kind of shown in the shadows, like, kind of observing, not being very potentially friendly. You don't really know how he's how he's going to react. Yeah. Maybe if he's going to become hostile, like, what are you two planning? Whatever. But there's a lot of tension when he kind of shows up and then he shows up and then just kind of hugs them. It's like, yo, what's happening? It's like, yes, Word all up. of the tension, all of the tension from him kind of being in the shadows, from him kind of lurking and yeah. being that kind of stuff. It's just gone. And I couldn't be happier. Literally, he walks up and is like, yo, yo, <laughs> why, why was it not like, why was it not like a Seinfeld baseline? <laughs> Something I also really enjoyed. What's the deal with tracking devices? <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, something I really liked is basically also that it's shown that Emma didn't really think the possibility that after they escape, mm-hmm. it's it's like going to be a monster sort of a thing. Yeah. And by the fact that when she hears it for the first time, she kind of accepts it immediately as being logical. It, it makes me feel like she didn't think about it only because she was focusing so much on how to save everyone and like on, on all of the kind of emotional baggage mm-hmm. that kind of those, those kinds of logistics bring. It's like, that's a really cool character trait. Like she gets it. Uh, if it's pointed out, she gets it very quickly. Like she would have easily come up with it, but like, she's just so focused on getting all these children safe. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She like, she has her belief she has her goal, and, like, that is the main thing, and she wants to, like, how do I say, like, navigate all these obstacles with her achievement in mind and change the kind of order of operations, change the navigation procedure as new variables come up to still achieve that, whereas, like, the other two, like, the vic- that they let the changes in the rules like affect the victory conditions uh, that they have, but she's just like, nope, like this is absolutely we're doing this, and everything else, like the tail will not wag the dog. This we must achieve, getting everyone out alive, and we will do it. Um, mm-hmm. She's her 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 willpower and her kind of indomitable spirit in the face of adversity is like a force in this manga and in the show. Like it's, it's so great. It's why I think buggy on Twitter, uh, mentioned this, Mm -hmm. like about how she's such a great character and he can't wait for everybody to get acquainted with her and that aspect of her character. And I agree. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Uh, these children are wonderful. Yeah. Really wonderful characters to base like a show around and definitely very likable, very interesting, very, already like two episodes in and they feel like very deep characters too mm-hmm. and we're getting cesp as well for future conflicts you can already imagine the lines of argument that they're going to come down on as certain situations crop up like what if there's a food shortage you know i can see cool uh yeah oh i knew that that's, was the, oh, that's the worst poker face you've ever had so uh, i i can no listen i have we're I've not re- eating another child <laughs> <laughs> I promise that I have I not. Done it once. <laughs> I haven't even. I have not. Uh, I I don't know whether there will be one or not. I honestly don't. That's no. the Spoiler, God's truth. That means in in half of the manga there. Isn't... <laughs> God damn it! 
you can't win. Like, if I ask a question, no matter how you reply, it's a spoiler. If you're saying I'm not gonna answer that, I'm like, oh, it happens, asshole. Well, I know it well, happens. well, <laughs> this is the key point, though. It's not so much the situations they end up in that are going to be the interesting, but how they tackle them. Yeah, I mean, I can see, for example, to use the food storage example there, Ray coming down the line of right. We have X amount of kids here. These six are wasters. They contribute nothing. Not in that kind of language, by the way. But they contribute nothing. We leave them. Oh, Ray would as... totally say it in that kind of language. He seems like <laughs> kind of dude. He's a, a Brit at heart. Yeah. Uh, Norman would probably be all entirely about the... If he knows about calorie count, that was what he would be talking about. He'd be mathematical about it. We X amount survive per day, blah, 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 blah. We've got Y amount yeah, he'd here. He'd be so. mathematical about it in a way that will serve Emma's beliefs. Not mm. mathematical about it in the way that would necessarily serve everyone on in, or in the logical way. But he mm -hmm. would basically find the science to back up what Emma thinks is right. Yeah. And as for Emma herself, I can actually imagine her just giving away her food. Yes, which right. is entirely, yeah, entirely right. altruistic, which is fine. But then there's also the caveat, of course, that she would then, as a, as the leader, need to keep up her own strength. You can right. see how this is starting to work out. Like mm -hmm. this is a thing that I don't even know if it exists or not yet. It's just a broad guess because it seems like something that might happen. And again, I'm thinking back to Grisaya. But um, like, holy shit! I cannot wait to see how these situations clean themselves out and how things go down. Like, so you have a wonderful dynamic that can lead into a lot of good stuff mm -hmm. i just want to see like the talk is nodding that's a spoiler <laughs> there's good stuff no dynamic. Uh, i just i want to see no good, stuff. no good stuff no i just want to see the like survivor style like you know race oh, it's no. race it's down in a room with a lone camera and talks about voting kids <laughs> off the island <laughs> that's what i want to see the most and so it just gets to speak to the camera briefly and she actually gets to let loose it's like ray he's such a prick <laughs> He wants to leave six kids behind. I, I just don't understand him. I know you're going to say, only see this later after we're safe and sound, but eat shit, Ray. Eat shit. Yeah, and Ray, Ray's going to be there like, he's, a, he's not going to look at the camera, he's going to look sideways and go, I think she's dumb. And I'll be all the same. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to commercial. Um. God damn it. Okay. Um, Norman admits that he, uh, likes, uh, ski, ski, he skis Emma, he likes her, um, and he wants to believe, uh, Winter Cue the Xbox, yeah, right, it's like, is it, uh, Suki, I think, but it's just like ski. No, 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 you pronounced it yeah. very right, yeah. but the yeah. very quick change between languages, like, okay, what? He didn't say Daisuke, he didn't say, die, 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 ski, Emma. What, the, the the promised Neverland is a ski slope? <laughs> Holy shit! Spoilers. So, uh, God. What did I write down? Oh! The, the two more, two more big points. So when Ray and Norman are talking on their own, Emma's gone up to kind of observe the wall some more, and, like, Ray's like, look, this is all well and good and everything, but, uh, Emma's ideas might get people killed. They might get her killed because they're pretty risky mm -hmm. and Norman his expression totally changes and someone in chat uh, I believe it was was it Manira? I can't remember and I don't want to scroll because <laughs> I'm lazy uh, 
said that, that there's a little bit of a sociopath vibe and like from kind of. from that expression i can see what they're saying like where he yes you know, i i you have also the is he a yandere like, <laughs> yes pole, and i'm like fuck i really don't want it to be like that oh my god like please don't don't go there <sighs> yeah and he's just basically like everything man like just well, don't look at the camera because i don't even spoil everything <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. Just black out my screen. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, where did I put the thing? No. All right, I'll just have this is just my this is just yes. the standard for my face. Um, did you, did you, wait, 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 guys? Did Yukon just make a ski free reference? <laughs> That's the best game. The best ski game. Ski free, ski harder. Wait, no ski. <laughs> oh shit! Like. What the a fucking classic. MS Paint game. Three with a vengeance. <laughs> can we? Get... All right, Yuki, I've got a project for you. Live stream. Since you're, since Let's play Century Ski 9. Free. No, no. Draw, draw the Ski Free monster in place of the demon, or one of the demons <laughs> from Episode One. Or, or, or just Ski Free or Die Trying. Or just replace <laughs> all the Ski Free characters with Promise Neverland little eight bit paint uh... doodles. <laughs> That's a bad omen because you never can win ski for you. Always get eaten by the yeti. Da da da. No. Um. Wah, wah. Yeah. Norman says, "I won't let her die. I will utilize myself." What does that mean? Oh my utilize god! Utilize myself, like, and face just goes like. You don't like the expression to me says like, just try, motherfucker. Just try and hurt him. <laughs> like that, I'll use myself. Is but kind of like I get very much also why you would, might think he would be a sociopath because he all it, it's almost like he sees himself as a tool to ensure her survival or something. Yeah, mm. it's like I totally get it. I think it's yeah. also just I really his, want to um, see how he kind of evolves. Yeah. So like I think the reason people might say that, and someone said that in. Uh, it might have even been Trickster that said that in the first episode, the, <laughs> the socio sociopathic vibes. But like, I, and I think that comes from how unaffected that he can, can that he can seem on the outside to like what's happening. Yes, but you have but really those epi- moments. Episode, like, yeah, yes. you have mm-hmm. those moments of panic. Um, That's why this Emma's episode's involved. amazing because yeah. again, yeah, they're not like that. They're normal people. Mm-hmm. They're three dimensional. And then you have uh, the cliffhanger ending. Sister Crone uh, appears on the scene. Oh, God. Another uh, adult. <laughs> she totally she totally drinks the souls of children like so much hot stuff. I know <laughs> oh it. God, I know it. You don't get to be a character who's an adult in this show and not like be sacrificing, you know, virgins on altars or drinking the blood she of goats. Definitely I looks fucking know it. Very sinister. What? What? Yeah. I'm, I'm... Very. Do I touch on this subject? Because the the anime art style mm. with people of color has evolved in a very weird way. Mm, yeah, that might not be very respectful. <laughs> I Listen, I'm not going I'm to thinking, go into this subject. It it is real, and I thought it too. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um. Why is I there think blackface in my aunt. Fuck, I got it. In this <laughs> no, that's so terrible. God. But like, no, like, I, yeah, like some Can anime. We find something better. 
Some anime are better than others. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Some anime are better than others, but many anime are bad at at this thing. Um, this one, this one's a bit better. This one is not like Smokey from JoJo's or something. Uh, oh, it's a reference that I don't don't yet get. She she looks uh. like Sister Crone looks like the there's a character in Hunter Hunter. I think that's on the like Kilua is one of the main characters and. He's like from a family of assassins, and he's summoned back no, wait, home. Smokey looks fine. Never mind. I remember. <laughs> the, and then the rest of the the heroes go and rescue him from his his house where he's being held. And one of the like guard, like the bodyguards on the land, looks very much like Sister Crone as a child. Uh, so this has been this has kind of been going on for a while. And uh, I, yeah, and I've made re- I think I've made reference to you on this very show, the episode of Dan Cougar, uh, Beast Machine God, I think Dan Cougar, where they go to Harlem and it's just it's a, a burning trash fire of racial stereotypes. Oh, God. It's, I shouldn't and... I shouldn't laugh. I, I, it's one of those like I'll cry or, or just get angry if I don't laugh because it's so fucking dumb. Mm. Yeah. One thing I want to just quickly ask you both. Um, so not only is there Sister Crone, there's also the other younger child that mom is cradling in her arms, whose name eludes me at the moment. Did we even um, see the child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, oh, looks, right. it looks just like a tiny Emma. It looks just like baby Emma. <laughs> yeah, her, 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 she's called... Wait, don't question. do this to me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> she's called question, a- I... Angela, I want to say. But, but doc- anyway. and Dr. and Chad is right, like... If you're put off by it in the anime, the uh, the that stuff, the the art design of Sister Crow is it's it's real bad in the manga, and it, and you mm. could say as as she's sort of featured more in the coming episodes, like it could go into that. So yeah, yeah. it's not one. It's not like a like thing. a killer or a, a total dampener of the the thing for me, but like I can. I absolutely notice it. It bothers me. It takes me out of it a little bit, and I can absolutely see how it would super bother people. Sorry, go mm. ahead, Shadon. Right. Uh, regarding that kid, names mm-hmm. can wait, but how old do you reckon they are? Because bear in mind, very specific attention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not six. No. And So oof. I'm guessing they're not brought there as six-year-olds. So they no. brought no, there as ah, infants ah, and then they grow up. Ah, ah, but no, I disagree. But I reckon... wait, fucking yes. The youngest child there is six years old. We I... don't see anyone that's less than six years old. Right? I di- but I, they I, say, I... but Ray guys, says, guys, Ray guys, says guys, that, guys. Um, that most of the kids there are under six. They don't, okay. sh- oh, they don't right, ship right, out until right, right. they're six. Yeah, go ahead, Shadon. Right, sorry. we have five right. and four-year-olds, right? One wonders, is the timing of this convenient that, you know, they're thinking of escaping and now they have a new addition who is maybe two or three? Is the timing convenient that they brought another person to guard the children now that they're thinking of escaping? No, 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 no. That is convenient. I'm talking about... You're both right. You're both right. All I'm saying is they're both convenient. Yeah, you're both right. Like, I think it's both, like, both of these are basically another chess move from Mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. what you got, geniuses? What are you gonna do? You're like that's what I fucking love about this show. It's like not overt. Like it's like chess moves against people who like against like a 
massive force that the children can't actually deal with directly and the children. And I'm so excited to see how it plays out. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Don't spoil it for me, dude. Don't do it. Everyone dies. Um, Oh no. no. Oh, well, I I can sold you. (laughs) Talking about spoilers. uh, If you come, if you, if you're in my timeline, retweeting stuff (laughs) about Miss Neverland, which I will not call it a mistake, but I followed someone who basically retweeted and talked a lot about Promised Neverland stuff. I'm like, oh, no. No! Like, you might be a wonderful person. I love you, and I would love to hang out. But if you do that shit, I will have to mute you. Use a hashtag, people. For now. (laughs) Have you murdered anyone lately, Vargelli? I'm just wondering if that might be a coincidence. Look, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> the police didn't find conclusive evidence. I no, 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 no. I, I, I contest that. The police did find out that you killed someone who spoiled the promised Neverland and they let you off because they agreed that that person should burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Like, they did what? No jury in the land will convict her. Oh, man, that's a shame, Felix. But I, But I get it. I mean, I get it. Like, I can't, I can't sit here and be like, "Oh, you just have to power through." I mean, it's yeah, some bullshit. Yeah. No, it is it's some really bullshit. It re- it's really unfortunate. And oh man, I know there have been better examples, uh, but I'm. It's sad that I'm struggling to like come up with them. And I'm honestly, think, I feel Kane? like I should. Really... Mm, yeah. Well, Kane? I mean, it it depends on right. I mean, I could see someone. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. But, I, but they yeah, also have like the fucking person. arms dealer in Banana Fish that oh. is also a stereotype. Well, yeah. So, anyway, oh. sorry, Vorg. Go ahead. But yeah, no, I was saying, like, I don't think me or kind of any of us are as qualified to say what's good representation. Nope. So I think people yeah. in chat would have a lot better ideas. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can definitely identify what is bad. But since I'm naturally not as sensitive to it, some things might not kind of come exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. Uh, to me, the, the same way they would to other people, but that makes it even worse that this was like so apparently bad to me to bother me. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I can I can probably still watch this. And there's and like... If I drop out halfway, it's and that's and that's part of why like I'm hesitating to like name an anime because I'm like I'm thinking well how about this anime and then I'm like well my me- I'd have to go back and and scrutinize it because my memory of it is is hazy and there could be something I'm just forgetting that is egregious so yeah I think you're totally totally right um so Canary is her name yeah and that one that's one that like I'm I'm kind of like. I, I hold my hands up. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's all I have in my notes. Um, we talked through a lot of the potential talking points, I think, unless actually Shadon, I think had some, some, no, more I, things I, to say. I, have, I have a few. I just want to bring up. All right. Let me, um, let me uh, hit the, hit the sounder. Talking points. Talking points. All right. You're, you are, oh I give it to you. I give you the mic. All right. So, <clears throat> I've spoke a lot of times in the past on this podcast about times where I think, why the fuck don't characters talk about this? Why the fuck don't they talk about X or Y? I don't know, darling. I would, would be, 
Oh, look, right, you're not the first person who's tried doing that in this stream site. I see you in there. I see you in there, you... I see you in there, you may play motherfucker. Right? I'm dodging that shit wide. See me in guilty, bitch. Right, anyway, moving on. So, yes, there are times when I say that. But that in of itself is not inherently a flaw of any given material. It's not always universally the case that characters not talking about specific things is a bad thing. In this case, there are so many things that I personally, again, speaking as someone from the comfort of his own home, watching this show and not, you know, A, being 11 or B, you know, being caught in said situation. There are so many logistical issues that I could see with the characters um, doing this escape attempt um, that they don't mention. Like, off the top of my head, first thing that came to mind is how on earth do you convince all of the kids equally that, you know, there are indeed demons in the world? Ray believed it. But are you going to tell me that the six-year-old who thinks that mom is the most precious thing ever is going to believe you when you say, oh, yeah, by the way, she was with demons who were drinking Connie's blood the other night? Not going to happen. Some, not Like, convincing them all equally is going to take some doing, or outside intervention. But the thing is, right, stuff like that and other things that you can talk about, like food supplies or whatever, the characters not mentioning this, I am totally fine with and very appreciative because, A, it means that they're not all-knowing or all-powerful in that, you know, in their strategizing and their tactics here. They will make mistakes. I'm, I can feel certain of that. Emma's, you know, I will save everyone. The pragmatism mm-hmm. in me, I'm the ray of this particular trio, by the way, says, no, not everyone, like, I feel fairly confident not everyone is going to survive. But that's part of the, you know, testing of her character. Will she remain the person she is despite the trials ahead? Will her decisions cost people their lives? So the characters are missing on not thinking about certain things that I personally could think of, like, and this is not me selling myself higher, I'm just saying, like, you know, I have it easy being able to think about this stuff, is great. Because I can recognize the potential for drama that comes up when they just think, so, oh, shit, we didn't think about food. We've literally got a pack, a loaf of bread. 36 people. That's got to last us a week. How the fuck do we do that? We don't. I don't know. So this is another case of it's never an issue of what the specific thing, but more how it's executed and used within a story. So the absence of this discussion or these discussions here about, you know, certain criteria or factors in their escape. I was really, really appreciative. I mean, they outright addressed the one that where Emma didn't think of like, you know, the after effects, like, you know, what's the mm-hmm. plan? What's the, you know, chapter two of our escape plan here. We got out past the wall. Now what? So I really, really, really like that. I like that it's setting up a little bit of failure here, but it also makes the characters feel a lot more grounded, which is dangerous. Like, I mean, it's dangerous for characters like these to be presented as smart as they are, because then it can be too much. I mean, I, even as much as I liked him, I felt that a little bit with Ash in Banana Fish, I will confess. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we talked a lot about Re- that. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, my good son. Rest in peace. Uh, but I think that it's handling this material magnificently, and it's got me thinking. Like, anything that engages me in this mm-hmm. way always has high marks for me. The second thing I want to bring up, and this is more of an academic discussion, really. It's not like, you know, I just want to pitch out there. Who do you think has it most right here out of the characters? Like, in terms of what they're going to do? Like, is it is race pragmatism the way that we personally would go? I mean, it's easy for us to say, of course, because we're not in the situation, but I just think it's interesting to discuss the... Emma is right. Yeah, this you is... think Emma's right? A, yeah. Obviously. You're in a bad situation. Regardless what happens, you have to try to make the best out of it. You have to try to fix it, and you can't compromise. Yeah. Well, on anything that you might regret in the future. Fair point. For me, I had a long think about this because I was initially with Ray a little bit. Now, again, I'm speaking as someone who's watching this detached from the show itself. I mean, if I knew the kids in person, I'd probably be completely on Emma's side. But then I thought about it some more. 
every single kid in that farm is doomed to die. It's as simple as that. And even if they ultimately do all die, which I don't think will happen either, That's I would argue... Fate. No, exactly. Yeah. It's it's right to resist. It's right. The act of resistance of itself, of fighting back in such a cruel, cruel end, I feel like is really, really powerful message for this show. Like, don't make no mistake about it. What is said and what is unsaid about the challenges they face overhead are massive. Never mind the fact that they are just children. You know, I could have, I mean, I'll go back to Frank's briefly as I like bringing this up, but at least in Frank's, you know, they had mechs and they were a little older. They had their means and ways of fighting back. They're denied to these characters here. Their tools are strictly those of their mind. And I think that for me, like, I really appreciate the underlying message that science have brought up here, which is that it's absolutely right to fight back against this fate. Even if they all do die, it's better to be on their terms that they did it while trying to get out, as opposed to the terms that they, you know, that these people have, you know, set for them, these monsters. I absolutely agree. So I'm really looking forward as well to seeing how that's tested, though, Leon, because no doubt I can see it now. Poor Emma, like, she's got moments where she's going to think, I made a catastrophic error, broadly or on a situation-by-situation basis. But I think that that's the reason why she's the main character, because ultimately, you know, she'll rise above it. She'll be reminded of her caring nature and why that's the most vital, most powerful force there is. Yeah, there's there's sort of two versions of what I'll call Rayism, right? <laughs> like his <laughs> his line of thinking. Um that and one is pretty easy to to refute and shoot down, and that's like acting uh, purely out of self interest, right? Like, ah, uh, I need it to be just Norman, Emma, and Ray because that way will is the highest chance of success for me to escape and me to have like to keep my own life and not die. Fuck everyone else. Uh, that one's easy, right, to, to shoot down. Um, then there's a little bit more complicated question when you start talking about a version of Rayism that is more utilitarian. And that's I think this is, a, this is the split. Uh, you have uh, a sort of deontological system of ethics personified by Emma and a utilitarian kind of bent that Ray is, is thinking along. Um, an, another way of looking at this problem, I guess, at, at, I'll construct on the fly like a really bad example, right? You have a bunch of people on an island and you have one lifeboat and you're thinking, well, some people can get off of this island if only X number of people go in this boat. If we put everyone on the boat, there is a chance that it won't be able to hold it. And when we get far enough out into the water where we can't make it back, it will sink and we will all die. The risk, this is, is, basically the risk the, is much higher, right? This is the railroad dilemma. Two tracks. One person will definitely die if you send them down that way. Many people may was like, exactly, yeah. I, in, in these exact situations, I'm so interested in seeing them try to find the, some kind of a third solution, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and, like, Emma yeah. is definitely the kind of person that would be third solution. I do not accept any of this. Change the world. Change trains. Yeah. Right. And well, so she, so the, the other solution, yeah, right. Is, is she kind of rejects that way of thinking because, you know, the utilitarian would say, 
the best course of action is the one that brings about the most happiness for the greatest number of people. And if you try mm-hmm. some bullshit, like saving everyone, some unrealistic stuff, n- no one is going to be brought happiness, or at least the chances of that the maximizing the goodness in the world and the happiness are are much lower. So we should not do this. We should operate efficiently. Whereas Emma is thinking deontologically, right? Like, so she's she's thinking in terms of moral imperatives. Like, she's like, okay, there are kids here, <laughs> and they are going to die. <laughs> what? What did I say? Emily is entirely correct. I think Ray would make Thanos was right YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because it's true. He would. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so Emma's very much thinking in terms of moral imperatives, like that you have kids here and to, to leave them here would be like just an incredibly immoral, an awful act, like such that like I'm compelled, like I can't do this and be a good person. I can't live with myself if I make this decision. So we got to just figure this shit out because everyone's good. And it's, you know, I'm not saying this is like, you got to pick a side or whatever, but like, I think it's interesting to look at the different approaches um, and say like, well, do you, where do you find sympathy with um, kind of the absolute deontological stance, Emma, you know, and that like uh, the, these lives are, are important. It's tantamount that we save them, all of them, nothing else, like, to to not do that would be wrong. And versus, you know, Ray saying, like, it would be wrong to risk everyone dying. It would be wrong to not take the most efficient course to bring about the greatest, uh, the greatest good, mm-hmm. the greatest happiness realistically possible for everyone. Um mm-hmm. And, by, yeah. by the way, I, and I'm with just for the record, I'm with Emma. I'm much more like go see Emma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're universally hashtag. hashtag yeah, hashtag I don't Emma even have right. to think about it that much. She was Hasht- she, she, totally right. Hashtag Emma was right. There you go. By the way, putting this out there now in my wild list of Neverland predictions, when they do escape, how many of them do so? Eventually, a splinter group of them is going to head off on their own. Not prized, not of any of the free mains. Like, there'll be, like, maybe six who say, fuck you, free. we know better, we're off. And I'd be curious, I, I want to see that part because I want to see how Emma would react to, like, people asserting themselves in that way and thinking differently than her, like, she knows, like, is she Trickster, can't protect them. Is Trickster spoiling the shit in chat? Is that me? Don't read it, Doc, only you read it. Um... I, I think I can't tell if he's like just projecting or like I have an eye on you. <laughs> I've just said if I get this shit in my timeline, <laughs> there's going to be murder. Let the killing commence. <laughs> yeah, let's try to keep I'm, the spoilers. I'm watching you. Spoiler free. I'm watching you. Oh. Right. Well, I've said all I want to say on the. T- oh, actually. Um, couple of things. Let's just talk about some small directional touches. Uh, opening and closing uh, shots 
uh, from pendulums with or involving pendulums. Like time's taking away. Like we get the we get the deadline here. Two months until the next person is shipped out. Specifically those three, because we know that's what they said. So mm-hmm. I really like that um, as a way of <clears throat> like like you know the the time is winding down here. Uh, in addition, um, when Norman's hand is shaking, it's a bit blurred out at first. And that serves really well to contrast how we initially think that he's cool and he's handling this. But then we get in sharp focus and we're like, oh shit, no, he's not handling this at all. Like, or at least mm. he can only do it moment by moment when he has the mm. will and the energy to do it. So it's, it's an effort, it's a concerted effort to do so. Yeah. There is probably stuff I'm missing here, but I just like, man, this fucking show is going to be something. I think Trickster does bring up an interesting point. I mean, whether or not you want to call Norman creepy um, for... I highly doubt initially Norman would be the person to ditch everyone since he... I believe very strongly he's going to go more or less with what Emma wants to do. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, so no, I don't he's, think, he's not like, going to... You know, yeah ditch anyone or see if Emma would sacrifice anyone. Hmm. Uh, no. So Forgelia hasn't read it. I have read it. I have not read don't, it. Don't my memory is foggy on some of this stuff. Anyway. Yeah. This face. just, this is just reiterating to Dustbolt, but, um, but yes. Okay. Trickster is anime only. Very good. I, I think he made a good point that like, I mean, I don't think, I think the phrasing was bad. Like, I don't think he's, he ever advocated ditching everyone. But, like, I think initially, you know, Emma was the one that was like, we got to save everybody. It can't just be us. I think Norman right. was just like, we're escaping. Let's me and you. And she's like, no, everyone. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. And I, and yeah. I think maybe, a, maybe if a... she didn't push back on it, maybe he would have done that. Because, like. But she I, she I, is he care is the person that he cares about the most. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. exactly. I think that maybe it wasn't necessary. There's a difference between actively not including them as raiders yes. and just being forgetful. And yes, I think more that's or less. Norman, I think that's Norman's. No, he, he feels he's detached. Yeah, like, I, I also don't really call him sociopathic. I just describe as not being socially, you know, maybe no introvert. There we go. I would call him introverted. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, the, you kind of can't be socio. Yeah, yeah. You kind of can't be a sociopath and also be like deeply in love with someone, can you? Or is that yeah, possible? So, 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 yeah. So I think Shadon like basically makes the point that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Like, he just didn't think about it, or yep. he might have already kind of made raised calculations. Say maybe you know maybe it's not like necessarily the best thing, or like maybe acting out of instinct. You know. Um, Let's run. Because, <laughs> we just found because, this out. <laughs> because in this episode, we establish he doesn't do well under pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's smart, but he's, you know, not like godlike, always yeah. making the best decision all the time. Yes. And cool yes, under definitely. pressure. Yeah. Again, it's, like we've been through this this episode, but these characters are given so much characterization and are they're given so many more traits than just mm-hmm. they're smart. They're athletic. Yeah, they're real smart. people. Yeah. I mean, this right. is smart. This is sold as well in the OP because we get Emma, you know, looking after the kids. Uh, Norman is pictured against a load of notes on a wall. He is an he's an academic. Mm-hmm. Like he can he can totally handle the theory, 
but execution maybe not so much. And indeed, we get that when he tried to climb the tree and he could not, but Emma could. And Ray is, you know, clockwork. He's very mechanical. There isn't like, you know, a lot of, I would say, a lot of warmth there. Mm. Certainly warmth towards Emma and Norman to a certain extent, but I would argue if you asked him to name any one of the other kids that he doesn't know, he'd probably go, I don't know who that fucking twerp is. Don't give a shit. But yeah, like, clearly delineated character attributes mm-hmm. here. And this is why it's also a trio, because I feel like Norman is going to be like the, if this is a democracy kind of thing going, well, we've got Emma, Ray, and, you know, the pendulum swinging back and forth. There's Norman. They might lean more towards Emma, but surely there'll be times I'd imagine where he outright says to her, we can't do this. We can't. I mean, what if, random random idea here, it's caught, you know, they stay in a hut, struck by lightning mm-hmm. everyone's out kids still stuck in there emma's gonna go in and try and save said kid of course ray be like nope nope overslept whatever who gives a shit uh norman because emma's putting a neck out will be of a will be no don't do it don't risk yourself mm-hmm. for others Perhaps. so i'm i'm super excited to see how this goes it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough watch but it's gonna be a dr- incredibly rewarding one, I would argue. Just hope it delivers on it now. Don't let me down. <laughs> bird before. Man, this, uh, it's more of a cheerocracy. This, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think this first season, hopefully it's the first of several seasons, will, mm-hmm. will fucking deliver. Um, if they, if they, if they are, you know, sticking within the bounds of what I've read, which has all been great. And I like like you. I have not read any mango since we last met. Even though I said I was going to read some more, and I fucking want to read some more. Just like, uh, more hobbies are happening, and time is limited. <laughs> All right. Uh, have we said our piece on the episode? Are we ready to move yeah, to I'm the done. next bit? I'm Borg. I'm done. Yes, more or less. I'm good. Okay. I want to don't want to spend this entire episode disagreeing with. Trickster seven <laughs> No, no, we don't want I'm to do sorry. that. Um, okay. Well, I disagree with you, man. That's cool. Well, you know, we we can have disagreement it's, it's healthy, in it's the healthy channel. Discussion. It's healthy. It's yes, healthy. healthy disagreement. Uh, okay, we'll grow together. So mm-hmm. let's, uh, you know, rate the episode. Uh, oh fuck. Noob Shadonbot, no, R- rate the episode. <laughs> test your might first, and then rate the episode. Uh, uh, fatality out of five. There we go. Job done. No. <laughs> um, I, there's not really much other I can add in there. It's just like if the anything, the thing I'm most pleased about is that it's continuing to be consistent from the first episode. Yeah, we're only two episodes in. Yeah, things can go downhill quickly depending on how it's executed. Never mind the quality of the original source material. But it's still super strong. It's still super effective. Delivering on all the things that I want out of the show. It's got direction to bear. Uh, I think Vogue is possibly being devoured by her sleeping bag or possibly her bed. <laughs> She's <sorry>. sanding something. <laughs> how's that, how's that it's woodwork really going? Coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're That's back, my new we're back chair. to that. My new chair is a bit noisy. All right. So, okay. so anyway, uh, I will rate this episode in the end probably, I think, the same as I did the first one, which was 
uh, four out of five, you know, Alexa child trackers, so you can eat them out of five. <laughs> um, Vorg, how about you? Or would you like me to go? I give it, I give it, I give the episode uh, four uh, Meiji high lemon candy out of six. And <laughs> also I give it two bags of popcorn extra. <laughs> Lovely. I like nice. it. Salt's still sweet. Uh, I'm going to give it um, half and half. I'm going to give it 4.25 old tablecloths turned into rope out of five. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Very good stuff. Very, very excited to see. If more. if you weren't here last time, I hate rating <laughs> shit. Yes. So don't take. I really love this episode. This entire thing is my recommendation. Yeah, hate numbers. I hate you. I mean, no, wait. Fuck. The programmer hates numbers, everyone. Uh, all right. Let's revisit um, the Twitter. Here are the polls from this week, episode two. Is mom the scariest one? So far, 45% vote yes. 33% going with hell yes. And 22% going with my personal choice, fuck yes. Wow. Is Norman... You're in the minority. I know. I know. It's um... We're running the show now. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's an okay unfamiliar to, position for me. It's, it's okay for people to be wrong. Yeah, it's right. Uh, is Norman Yandere? 67% say maybe. Those are the I'm points. one of those people that said maybe, and I really wish it's not the case. We'll see. We'll see going forward. I'm sorry, I spoiled my vote, but we'll see. Borg's rating is 7 out of 5, says Yukino. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that that the math checks out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so, Borgalia, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk to you more and spoil the Promise Neverland for you inadvertently? <laughs> <laughs> if you send me that shit, I will kill you. <laughs> I mean, you put the the Twitter names in the thing. So. Mm-hmm. That's well, a great do... idea. I think <laughs> Where did that come, come from? Up, I think you've come up with a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there is there anything else you have going on? Will you be you on any streams? You can find me at Virgalia or twitch.tv slash Virgalia. Sometimes I play Tekken. We mm-hmm. should upload those Tekken streams if you're talking over them. I am. To... Uh, they're, they're there. Well, I will, I'll have to pull some down for the YouTube <clears throat> oh, I'll I have to curate them because a lot of my Tekken is bad for a bit because <laughs> so, I'm so bad at Tekken. Oh no! Okay, we'll talk. Only about if this. yeah, if you don't want. Okay, we'll talk. Uh, Shadon, uh, where hey. can people get a hold of you or see what you've been up to? Hey, you can find me at the pub. You know, I'll be having a cheeky pint there. You know, just nursing a cold one. Come join me. Whatever pub yeah. it is, he's there. Oh yeah, every pub, every pub everywhere. Every well, pub. You, uh, but if you don't want to, you know, come and down to the pub, uh, you can instead find me at Shaden Ten Seven Switzer and the same on Curious Cat Don't Me. If you want to ask me probing or non-probing questions of a strange and unusual nature. Very good. So I am at the Subtle Doctor on Twitter. I have begun streaming uh, more video games at Twitch.tv/slash The Subtle Doctor. Um, I was streaming the games on YouTube, the Waru Desho YouTube 
uh, and I'm still putting the VODs there. Uh, you, I'm, I've completed a playthrough of The Missing, colon, J.J. McField and the Island of Memories, um, which was amazing. And I'm actually like working on writing a YouTube script for that. I'm going to put together Ooh. a video essay about... Nice. That and oh. I, it depends. the The title of it may be a little spoilery, so I won't say it here, just because, you know, if that game, if, if you're interested in not being spoiled, like, that game is a fucking incredible narrative experience. I mean, you, you do realize <laughs> that title will come up on everyone who's subscribed to the channel, so you have to pick a better title because just by subscribing to the channel where you put that essay on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get the oh, I know, title I know. Yep. The spoilers. Yep. Then that's that's fine. I'm okay with that. Play it now. Play it now before I finish this. I'm still in the early stages. I'm what I'm still it, writing. Is it again? The missing. The soul dogs have played this visual novel. What happened next will strike you. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called uh, the missing. Uh, J.J. McField and the Island of Memories. It's a, the new sweary game from White Owl Studios. Oh! Yeah, it came out uh, in October. Uh, the French champagne. <laughs> um, it, I have never played any other swear games, and this one blew me the fuck away. It's only about between five and seven hours. It's not a long game, but uh, God. I, I don't think I've played any sweary games. Trickster watched me play almost all of it. <laughs> so he knows. He knows uh, the deal. With oh, it. Deadly Premonition. Oh. Uh-huh. He's Deadly Premonition. He's okay. D4. Dark Dreams Don't Die. Yeah, um, I've, no, nice. I've seen them. I've seen them. I get him, I get him confused with Suda51. <laughs> yeah, those auteurs. These weird yeah. sort of quirky auteurs. Um, weird dudes copyright trademark. Small, weird <laughs> Japanese humans. Uh, wow. So there's there's that. And I've also, uh, I, I'm, I've started another podcast about wrestling. Oh fuck! You harlot! Are you cheating? Absolutely, yes. You harlot! I am. Yeah, I'm cheating on you all with David Majors, uh, David. friend friend of the show, DJM. Uh, I will kill you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've he he does an anime podcast called Anime Podcast of oh, Some Sort. God. Uh, but we started a wrestling podcast called Grappalicious. Yes, it is in fact called Grappalicious. Um, and we're actually recording episode two tomorrow. But nice, you can. It's on. It's at Grappalicious on Twitter. It's like not if I have to do anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you should be able to find that. Like it's, it, we're doing it through Anchor. And so I'm like, if I was doing this manually, like I did with What Are We Desho, it would already be on iTunes and stuff. But I'm sort of to not fuck up the process and systems and the platform. I'm letting it take care of that part. So hopefully it'll be on iTunes mm. soon. It's in some other places. But if you go to anchor.fm slash Grappalicious, you can sub to a couple of different other things or just, yeah, do the Twitter. Anyway, that's all my plugs. Smash that no, like some, and subscribe some, something, something very important that Doc missed. He has a very like weird Twitter account right now. It has a bunch of balloons and shit. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, that's, you this is a bug. You should go look at his Twitter. It's so weird. It's... I didn't realize you were a helium enthusiast. <laughs> they all float down I, here. I, I, coded a small, I, I coded a little script. 
because just because I love helium. Some some cross-site scripting, you know, some some code injection to get some balloons. Um, yeah, it's my birthday. Today's my birthday. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm happy uh, birthday, man. I'm very old. I'm 35 years old, and I still get mistaken. That explains a lot. I still get mistaken as like a college student where I work, or like a twenty-something. Nice. It's it's not You're doing nice. well. You do it. You're doing well. Very well. Yeah. I guess so. I guess the so. beard hides a lot of stuff. Maybe. Hey, I don't. I don't look at the old. You think they're just wrinkled? Just like yes, it's just all wrinkles. The points where you have the beard only there yeah. is like a ton it's of wrinkles, scars, and wrinkles. He looks like he looks like salacious crumb from Star Wars. <laughs> if you take the beard off, dude, my. My son loved Salacious Crumb. He had a Salacious Crumb <laughs> little toy. Loved to look at pictures. Pr- we, we printed out all these Salacious Crumb pictures for him to look at. <laughs> he loved it. Nice. He loved it when he was very young. Oh. oh. That's sweet. I, That's so pure. <laughs> kids are weird, dude. What they, like, attach to. It's... I don't know where it's this. The la- it's the laugh. It's the laugh. It's gotta be. It's so pure. It is very pure. I. I think we probably still have that salacious crumb toy. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Don't oh. kill me like that, dude. <laughs> I used to work with someone who, like, every single year on my birthday, they would be like. Wow, your birthday's on one, two, three. Isn't that something? Like every year, oh. every Sorry, year. Three, one. What are you talking? About? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we we have the archaic. Right. Yeah. 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 Why would you put month first? I don't understand. This is the way we do it in the states. Month, oh, date, fuck. year. I know it's weird. I also the think it's weird. Absolute state of these states. Oh my <laughs> it's god. Bad. All right. <laughs> Well, I think we've said all we can say this week about Neverland. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. As I say, subscribe, like, share to our SoundCloud, uh, our Twitter account, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. If you search Waterway Death Show and the name of your platform, be it Stitcher, Podcatcher, Number X, whatever, you should find us. Spread the word. Uh, thanks, everyone in chat. For being Dave, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are great. Uh, thank Big you for the heart. Yes. Thank you for making this fun every week. And thank you to Vergali and Shadon, my lovely co hosts. Oh my God. That's Pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. Hello. And as I say, uh, as, as one of us will say at this time every week, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Finger guns. Are we off the air? Can I tell you my social security number now?